If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful to all of you. Great to be with you again, share some ideas, talk about things that are important, talk about the Parshas, let's talk about the Torah, Torah which is the Torah of life. Not only does it teach us about life, it actually gives us life. And when we study Torah in the proper way, not only do we fulfill the commandments, but life is added to us materially and spiritually in every sense of the word. And this is something each and every one of us to understand, the value of Torah, the purpose of Torah, how Torah enhances life, how Torah enhances all of creation. And how do we fulfill that duty? By studying the Torah, reading into the Torah, seeing the deeper meaning, trying to understand what lesson is there to teach me personally something of great value. It's Arab Shabbos, and what a Shabbos it is. A great many things happening. First of all, it's a double Parsha, Matas and Masai. And whenever we have a double Parsha, we get a double dose of energy. Yes, of course, from time to time, these parshas are separated. But this year, according to the calendar, the structure of the calendar, we have two parshiot, Matos and Masai. We'll talk about them soon. Even though they come together at first blush, one might think that they are a contradiction to each other. The very words might in actual fact seem to be a contradiction. We'll try to understand that a bit later. It's also Shabbos Mavarchim. We're going to bless the new month of Menachem of. And while, of course, we bless the month of Menachem of, it brings to mind an intensification of the mourning that takes place during the three weeks. It's the second Shabbos of the three weeks. And we think about the month of Av right at the beginning of the ninth, of course, is Tisha of the ninth of Av, when we tragically commemorate the destruction of the first and second Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple. So while... The month brings with it a tinge of sadness. Nonetheless, our sages tell us it's called Menachem of, the consolation, consoling of the Father. The Father, of course, referring to God himself. And when is a father consoled? When his children are healthy and happy and satisfied and living with each other in a state of unity, in a state of togetherness, looking out for each other and caring about each other. This is what this month is all about. The month of of brings to mind, yes, the destruction, but at the same time it also brings to mind the idea that what caused the destruction, we are told, was disunity, conflict within the community, conflict between individuals. And this brought about the destruction because holiness cannot exist within an environment of conflict. There has to be a state of unity, a state of concern, yes, a state of love. And Menachem of the consolation is introducing this type of idea. We have a tremendous duty at this particular time to exercise whatever strength we have, whatever energy we have in the direction of unity, of closeness within each other. We might be different, have different ideas, have different views, have different views of how we should behave, different views of how the world should look. But we are here together and we have to be duty-bound to create a sense of unity. And this is why the Torah is also called the book that brings about unity. It comes from God. God is truth. God is the ultimate unity. 
And God says within the Torah you will find direction and guidance, not only through its many commandments, but in each and every single parsha you will find the idea of unity, unity within oneself, unity with the with each other, and unity, of course, with all of creation. And this is why, Shabbos Mevorchem, as we are going to bless the new month, the new month which takes place this coming Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Menachemov, we bless it tomorrow, and we ask Hashem to give us all the blessing that each and every new month brings, particularly this month, which is called Menachemov, consoling the Father, consoling the Jewish people. It's also Shabbos Chazak. We conclude the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. And at the end, as you know, standing in Shul, when the reader comes to the final Pesach, we all stand up and gleefully shout out together, Chazak, 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 be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen each other and be strengthened by each other. This is something which is important. At this particular time, we need strength. We need inner strength. We need all sorts of strength to understand what's happening to the degree that we can, more so to somehow accept what's happening and understand that this is the will of Hashem. Please, God, we pray to Him for revealed miracles, miracles that will come about with tremendous energy of healing, of wholeness. And while we wait for this great miracle to reveal itself, and may it come very, very quickly, we ask Hashem to give us the strength not only to survive, but to thrive during this time, to grow and to develop. And while we hear every single day tragedies, people becoming ill, some seriously ill, and too many deaths taking place, nonetheless, we have to exercise strength. We cannot fall apart. We cannot simply hide away and imagine it doesn't exist. We cannot simply stand weakly in front of this terrible pandemic. We have to stand with strength, to exercise strength, to display strength, to become models of strength, strength from within, to allow that incredible human energy that we possess to come to the fore, to lead us, to lead us, to guide us. And this is why the Shabbos, Shabbos, Chazak, we are blessed with strength. We call out for strength. We call out for strength within each other, toward each other, and with each other. And this is something which is important for us to understand the Shabbos. An incredible Shabbos of so many different types of holy energy that God is giving us. Let's use this time correctly. And this is why, as I said last week, during the three weeks, when we are in a state of semi-mourning, when we commemorate loss and destruction, the Lubavitcher Rebbe of Blessed Memory told us to study the laws pertaining to the rebuilding of the Bet HaMikdash, the Holy Temple. And we find it throughout the Torah. We find it in Tanakh, in the Book of the Prophets, in the Book of the Writings, and we find it in the teachings of the Rambam as well, the laws that he calls Hilchot Bet the laws pertaining to the chosen house, the house of God. And one of those laws that he mentions is that the Mizbeach, the altar upon which the offerings were brought, its position was extremely exact. It had to be in a particular place, could not be in any other place. And then he goes on to tell us the incredible historical events that took place at that place. This is the earth, upon the earth, from the earth that God took, to create Adam, 
the first person, the first human being. It says that he took from the earth of the ground and formed it into a body and then breathed life into it. Where did that earth come from? That earth came from where the Mizbeach is standing. And the great stories of the sacrifices, the offerings that were brought by Noah, by Cain and Abel, when Abraham bound his son Isaac, all of that took place where the Mizbeach, the altar in the Beit HaMikdash is standing. And this is why the altar represents not only a place where each and every one of us can bring our offerings and express our tremendous gratitude to Hashem for all the blessings He gives us. It has powerful historical implication. This is a place where a great many important earth-shattering, life-changing, historically incredibly powerful things that happened at this particular place. And this is why the Mizbeach had to be exactly in that position and in no other position. As I mentioned last week, when we study that which deals with the rebuilding of the temple, it's as if we contribute to that act in a very practical way. When studying certain laws, it creates a reality. It creates the concept of building a temple. It creates a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for participating in one of the greatest mitzvahs, creating, building a house for God. It's a special Shabbos with all sorts of important things happening. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about all the special things that are taking place to Shabbos and how, in fact, during this particular time, it brings extra energy to whatever we do. It brings about Menachem Av. It brings about consolation of the Father. We spoke about the Parshas, Matos and Masai, how at first glance, they seem to be opposites. We're talking about the two parashiot, Matos and Masai. And Matos begins with the laws of oaths and promises. A person undertakes to fulfill certain things, to do something, the nidarim. He actually undertakes to do whatever it is that's necessary in order to enhance his spiritual life. The name of the parsha is Matos. Matos, of course, refers to the tribes. But as I've mentioned once in the past, the word tribe has two different ways of being expressed. Mata, a tribe, or Shevet, a tribe. And the difference, of course, is when we think about the other translation of the word Mate and Shevet. Mate refers to a dried stick, a branch of a tree that's been cut off and is independent from the tree, whereas a Shevet is... Very flexible. It's maybe connected to the tree. It can be a small twig or a larger branch, but you see within it a flexibility, a softness. And we use the word mata here to indicate that from time to time a person has to have an independence and strength in order to succeed in what the, in what he's doing. In life, we encounter a great many challenges, some imposed upon us, some that we ourselves choose. But life brings with it all sorts of challenges. And sometimes those challenges, well, they might not be the best thing for us. They might not be the healthiest thing for us. Sometimes those challenges are overwhelming. And if we allow ourselves to encounter 
those challenges without particular defense and restriction, those challenges will overwhelm us. Yes, we are strong individuals. As human beings, we have the capacity for all sorts of great things, intellectual, emotional, physical, spiritual. But sometimes challenges are a bit stronger than we are. And therefore, we have to be a mate. We have to be firm. We have to be strong. We have to stand firm and say to ourselves, I am going into a particular situation that's fraught with danger, whether it's physical danger or spiritual danger. But there are all sorts of situations that can, and if we aren't careful, will overwhelm us. So we make certain nidarim. We know certain flaws in our character. We know certain weaknesses in our character. And because we know those weaknesses, we understand and identify those weaknesses, we sometimes have to say to ourselves, I have to refrain from indulging in this particular activity. It's like a person who is overweight, a person who has to watch their diet. They have to make a firm resolution not to eat certain type of foods which are dangerous, which are simply unhealthy. And while perhaps difficult, while perhaps difficult to restrain oneself to in fact create those boundaries and barriers, we know nonetheless absolutely necessary. Otherwise, God forbid, they can't harm us. And this is something which is important for us to understand in life. There is nothing wrong when a person recognizes a certain weakness within oneself to create a barrier. Not only there's nothing wrong, there's everything right when we do something like that because what in fact we are doing is being strong, being firm. We can't be open to anything and everything. Take the current situation. The current situation, there's a pandemic raging out there. We have to protect ourselves. If we walk out into that danger without protection for ourselves and others, we are acting not only stupidly, but we are acting dangerously against others, not only ourselves. And this is why we understand there are all sorts of rules and regulations of masks of social distancing. And this lesson is a lesson in life in every single area. A person who has a weakness towards something, a person who is easily tempted by certain things, has to create, in whatever way one can, barriers, restrictions to protect oneself of being overwhelmed by that challenge. The second parsha is called Masa, journeys. What is a journey? A journey means a preparedness to enter into new, sometimes completely new situations that haven't been at all seen by others or oneself. Journeys means that you reach a particular destination, but the destination is not the end of the road. Where there is life, there is that which comes, the parallel of life, is change. Every day we change. We change intellectually, we change physically, we change spiritually. Every day we change. Every day we do expose ourselves to unchartered realities that others or ourselves haven't gone through, haven't traveled through. But the journey means you have to, as a human being, take that journey because each and every single day a human being is expected to grow. We don't become stagnant. We don't sit back and do nothing. Every single day, a person has to ask himself, am I doing something today that not only enhances my life, but brings me to a higher level than I was yesterday? 
Yesterday I may have achieved wonderful things, but I can't rest on my laurels. I can't sit back and simply say, well, I've done all I can. This is the end of the road. That is an act of dangerous stupidity. It's an act where the individual says, I'm giving up on life. I'm stopping life, God forbid. A person who is alive as long as we breathe, as long as we are conscious of what we are doing, there has to be a preparedness to enter into that journey. And of course, every single journey can be a dangerous journey. We don't know what lies ahead. And yet this is the condition of the human being, change moving forward, going into journeys, taking the risk of going to a new destination and from there again taking a journey. So at first glance, we say to ourselves, what does Matai, Matas talk to us about? Matas talk to us about being firm, creating barriers, making a fence not to cross that particular line. What is Masai? Masai means the encouragement to go forward, even in risky situations, even in sometimes challengingly dangerous situations, but we have to go forward as human beings. This is what we have to do. This is how we have to behave. So how do these things come together? How does Matas and Masai come together. On the one hand, if we are expected to create barriers and boundaries and lines that we don't cross, how can we at the same time encourage the movement that brings about change, the, well, the journey that often takes us into situations of great difficulty? For those who are learning the Rambam, for those who are learning the three chapters, today we began to study the laws pertaining to human character and how we have to behave. And one of the important things that Rambam speaks to us about, one of the important things that Rambam teaches, is that while every single individual is different, every single individual, the character, the personality, the emotional, intellectual strengths and weaknesses are there in a particular sort of way. Some people tend to behave in one way, some people tend to behave in another way. People, Some people have a short fuse and become angry very quickly. Some people are just cold-blooded and don't respond. The Rambam goes on to explain the different types of character and personalities that each individual possesses. And then he goes on to explain something which, of course, we accept as fundamental, but the Rambam, in his great wisdom, in his great teaching, in his great knowledge of Torah and his knowledge of medicine, talks to us about the incredible purpose of balance. And balance is not something just in between, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Balance creates an equilibrium within the individual. Balance means that you know the extremes of your life. You know the extremes of your personality. You know how far you can go to the right, to the left, how far you can move in certain situations. Balance means that you understand what is the equilibrium in life. One of the greatest gifts that we talk about, one of the greatest blessings that we ask for is menuchat ha-nefesh, to have a sense of peace. When God created the world, it says, and he finished creation, there was only one thing left. And it says, Shabbat, when Shabbos came, the great gift of peaceful restfulness. Not only a restfulness where you sit with your feet up on a lounging chair, but a restfulness that comes from within. It's an intellectual restfulness. It's a spiritual restfulness. It is a sense of equilibrium that comes about as a result of effort of work. Rambam talks to us about creating that type of balance in life. This is 
the message of these two parashiyot. Yes, there are moments in life when a person is expected to make barriers, to say to yourself, I am not strong enough to cross this line. I am not strong enough to protect myself against the dangers, the temptations, the difficulties that I will be confronted with because I have a weakness within me and I haven't really developed that dimension of my life to such a degree that I can stand against any type of onslaught. A person has to understand. A person must understand the concept of the darim. A person has to understand what it means from time to time to say no. To say no in a powerful sort of way to say this line I cannot cross. But that's not all what life is all about. A person can't simply do that in every single area of life. A person can't simply say, I'm putting up this huge wall behind which I will hide. I will not confront any challenge in life. There has to be an obligation to understand that in many instances you have to take the journey and go forward. You have to take the journey and to have the courage to take the risk because ultimately the reward of going into that journey is incredibly great, is incredibly powerful. This is the matas and masai situation that exists in life. And that takes knowledge, that takes wisdom. And if you don't have the wisdom, you consult with people who do have wisdom. You ask good friends, you ask individuals who know you, who understand you, whom you trust. What is the balance in life? And you look in Torah and sometimes ask, what is Torah teaching me in this particular instance how to behave, what I should do, and how I have to continue my life? And this is something which is so important for us to understand. The concept of equilibrium, the concept of balance, the concept of creating a certain minucha. Perhaps tomorrow I will be strong enough to cross that line. Perhaps tomorrow my boundary will be extended further because I have strengthened myself as a result of the fact that I've taken control of my life. And you ask any individual who's been in a challenging situation where they have lost control, what it is, and where they have regained control, what that is as well. Take the journey sometimes. Don't be afraid. Walk beyond that point. Change for the better. Grow. Develop. This is something which we have to implement in our lives based upon the concept of these two parashiyot, Matas and Masa. And it comes at this incredible time of the year where on the one hand we are expected to sit back, to reflect upon the churba, the destruction of our holy temple, to reflect upon the disasters that happened to the Jewish people when they were banished from the Holy Land, when they were banished from the place that God gave them into exile, into strange and difficult situations. And, of course, at the same time, to have tremendous emunah, to have tremendous faith that the building of the Beit HaMikdash will be rebuilt, will be rebuilt in a joyous sort of time. The concept of Menachem of more of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about balance and equilibrium, as the Rambam tells us, how this is so important in life to create that balance, to create that sense of menuchas hanefesh, peace of mind, something that we hope for and pray for, something that each and every one of us truly wants. doesn't matter what we have or what we don't have. When we have menuchas hanefesh, when we have peace of mind, 
we have a tremendous sense of inner balance, inner equilibrium. Our hearts, our minds, our bodies and souls, everything works in union in a particular and very healthy, in a balanced and peaceful sort of way. And this is the genius of Rambam. He puts into language the most lofty concepts and makes us understand the words that he uses. The golden language of Rambam is something which comes to us in such a powerful and particular sort of way. And as you know, this is the time that we've started learning Rambam again. Some people learn three chapters a day, some one chapter a day, some listen to the mitzvah. In fact, every single morning on the morning mayhem with Howard Feldman at 6.36, thereabouts, you can hear the two mitzvah of the day. Every day we have a new mitzvah based upon the teaching of the Rambam, three chapters or one chapter of the day, and we hear the mitzvah of the day. And therefore tune in and listen to the mitzvah right here on Chai FM every morning at 6.36. If you want, you can also receive the mitzvah of the day in under two minutes, mitzvah of the day, on your WhatsApp. Just send a message to 082 862 7499. That's 082-862-7499. And say that you want to have the daily mitzvah. It'll be sent to you every single day under two minutes, the mitzvah of the day, the daily mitzvah. And this, as I said, is something which is so important for us to understand, the concept of balance in every single area of life, the concept of balance in terms of the parsha. On the one hand, we create barriers, we draw certain lines which we don't cross. At the same time, there is the courage, the strength, not only the sense of adventure, but the strength and the courage to go forward in the journey of life. And from one destination to the next, you continue to grow, you continue to develop, because that is the symbol of life, growth and change. Change in the fullest sense of the word. And this is why this time of the year, when we are in the three weeks, and as you know, each Shabbos of the three weeks, we read a particular Haftarah, which has been dedicated for this time. Haftarahs that come from the book of Jeremiah. The third one comes from the book of Isaiah, but the first two from the book of Jeremiah. And there's one thing that he says to the Jewish people, and he asks plaintively as he admonishes them, don't forget Jeremiah is the prophet that actually witnessed the destruction of the temple. Isaiah came 200 years before the destruction, but Jeremiah lived at that time when he saw the imminent destruction based upon the fact that the Jewish people had lost a sense of direction. They unfortunately didn't create the necessary barriers to have a controlled life, and their Jewish life went out of control. And he says something which is so powerful. He says, have you ever seen a people who have traded the eternal living God for something which is not a God? Have you ever seen a people who've taken something which is real, which is permanent, which is eternal, and instead changed it? took something which is of temporary value at best, and even sometimes not even of temporary value. And this is something which is so important because a sense of balance enables us to understand what is real, what is true, what in fact will survive, what in fact is something which will take us from place to place and to ensure that our journeys of life are direct. And this, of course, is the Torah. 
The only thing that has been with the Jewish people from the very beginning until the present day and beyond is the Torah, the fact that we have been dedicated. Yes, there were times in history where we rejected the Torah and we accepted some sort of new social lifestyles which were contrary to Torah. And we know the tragic results of those situations, of those events. The Torah is eternal. The Torah is eternal. And this is why the Haftarah that we read tomorrow ends with the words that you will make an oath to the living God with truth, with justice, and with righteousness. The first thing he mentions is truth, because truth is eternal. Truth lasts forever. Truth is not something which changes with time and place. Truth is not something which subject to style and fashion. Truth is eternal. And this is something which is so important for us to understand what, I, what the, Jeremiah is saying to you. Have you created a sense of balance in your life? Or have you foolishly thrown away something which is so precious, something which is so dear, something which is so close to us, something which protected us and continues to protect us for something that is shallow, for something that is empty, and for something that is weak? This is why this time of the year we must take the heart, the lesson of Matas and Masai, on the, the one hand the barriers, on the one hand the line that we don't cross, and at the same time the courage, the strength to go forward, to accept change in a glorious and holy sort of way. It's a special time, it's a holy time, a time of great opportunity particularly at this time of the year, well, this time of our lives, when most of us are spending so much time at home, we have the opportunity to use that time in an altogether different way, particularly when it comes to Shabbos. We take out our Chumash, we read the Parsh, we try to look for those words that resonate within us, that talks to us, that touches us, that enables us to make those incredibly powerful decisions of when to stand and when to move, when to build a barrier, and when to enter the journey of life with change. So as you read the Parsha tomorrow, in the shul within your own home, think about it. Think about the names of the Parsha. Think about the laws of the Parsha. Think about why these laws, these things are told to us in these particular Parshiot. Think about things that talk to you in a personal sort of way and make those changes. Make those changes in a great way. It will enhance your life. It will make the journey of life so much sweeter. It will give you the ultimate gift. The gift of menucha, menucha, sanefesh, peace of mind in the fullest sense of the word, the Shabbos.